Pulpery is brought to you by the Goddamn Sauce. Place your orders at thegdsauce.com. Who wrestles on TV? Okay. I, I knew that name. And they have shit tons of VHS tapes from Mid-South. I want them all. Do you know how rare tapes from Mid-South are? Because back in the day, it was all tape trading. Yeah, yeah. I've got boxes full. Well, so what's funny about that is, so wrestling was like the physical version of the Grateful Dead. Correct. <laughs> That's exactly what it was. Except there were there were multiple Grateful Deads. Sure. In different territories. Well, no, or, or it was... Or you were Ric Flair and you were the Grateful Dead and you traveled between territories. Or it's the same show. You just get different variations. Welcome to Pulpery's Nerdcast, where we run down what we are currently watching, focus on the most interesting stories in TV, movies, and video games, and get mad about the smallest detail. I didn't watch White House Plumbers, and I wanted to. I went with Debs instead. That's all right. That's all right. Well, because it's like... Plumbers is is a limited series, so and I know what happens in plumbers. I mean, although I where there's stuff in there that I had forgotten about, and oh, that really they go they deep dive like they keep it pretty. Well, like so, I'll give you a simple thing that you should just you should just go. We're just okay. going to talk about White House Plumbers for a minute. Well, okay, it's over, like Justin the Riot. Excuse me. Oh, the, he thorough. He is amazing in it. By the way, does he have anything to do with the writing or di- directing? Or he's the Credits. he's the executive he's producer. He's just an executive producer. Which on a TV show like that's the producer. Okay, I, I was just making it's not sure the same because as a movie. people know him as an actor, but he's almost more well for us. No, yeah, because he did behind the camera. Tropic Thunder screenplay. Exactly, he was he's, part of. Didn't he do the? Um, I'm what's not going to look it up. The Ben Stiller model ones. Um, the Zoolander yeah. ones, and he's done a couple of. Yeah, he's yeah. done a handful. Um. And he, where he did direct a few episodes of Mosquito Coast. Correct. Um, but yeah, just to, just a to touch of like I think the best idea would be for us to wait till it finishes, and just and then and then yeah, you catch up on it, and then we'll just talk about the whole thing. But like for like for example, which I always forget is when when the burglars get busted, they're having to go back. After they planted the bugs and fix a couple of the bugs that weren't working, that's when they got busted. That's when they got busted was fixing bugs. Right. That, that is so And remember, it's on, a... That's so on brand. It's a comedy. Yeah. It's, it's not a drama retelling of it. So the, it's very Keystone Copish. Well, that's with, why I was asking how... With several Cubans involved, which how, is fantastic. Uh, to source material it was, knowing that they leaned into the comedy... Part I mean, of it. Topic wise, it's on point. Like it's okay, that's all it's, I need. Yeah, based that's on fact. Now, obviously, the di- the dialogue yeah, is just yep. made up to make it yeah. into comedy. I am but, okay with an overarching this. But it's also one of those things. I it would not surprise me if, like, when it finishes, they interview John Dean and he's like, well, that, "That was actually really close." <laughs> like. You know what? Instead of those follow it reunion shows, or fo- that's what we need. Yeah, we need a podcast 
I'm not just saying as a They do have a companion podcast for it, yeah. So then we definitely... Well, if HBO has a podcast for fucking... That's true. I don't know who's on it. I don't know if they're bringing on the the uh, few remaining Watergate people who are still alive. They should. Yeah. If they don't, being HBO, you drop the fucking ball. Yeah. Straight up. Agreed. Excuse me. All right, so... Again... I didn't sleep last night. That was the quick one. (laughs) So are we going to talk about... uh... Well, we should touch on foundation real quick. Okay. As quickly as we can. So in in November, after watching... Which is what? So like first season came out in COVID, right? Two years ago-ish. Yes. And we've been dying for at least something. something. And you know what? It's coming back before Wheel of Time because I have that written down too. Well, I you know, granted... The, I know. the foundation of foundation is more intriguing to me in that you're talking about Asimov, the not the father, but the grand or the godfather of science fiction. Right. And like and, and what has has been named the best fantasy series of e- books e- ever. Ever. Over Tolkien. Over over o- Martin. Over um Dude Who Wrote Dune. Uh over Dick. Yeah. That's, yeah. That hit Philip. <laughs> Philip K. Say it right. Philip K. <laughs> Who? Am I the, um, yeah. God damn it, I can't remember the name. A Bear. Right. The Dune guy. Right. Girl. Who knows? Yeah. F- or yeah. F- was it Frank? Frank. Yeah. Yes. That's good we came up with that. Good that I came up with that. Yeah. So, yes. And I have no idea where this season is going because it seems like it did a and it, they do jumps in time all the time because there's right. a mother mother daughter reunion in this show which they're leaning into right well that was at the end the I, very exactly, end of the last that's what I'm saying. They, or, or they at met. least she found her um cryogenically frozen mother and and they've leaned our into dna that. mother not the mother who raised her with so when she took the the pod, right? I know we talked about it at the end. Is that did she travel through time or did she find a hibernating? We will find out clearly because they have them both on the screen at the same time. Sign me up. Well, I was gonna say, I, I think it's yeah, like a a time suspension pod, like hibernation. Right. I, I mean, it would have been. She was underwater when she flew right. back to the planet. It would have been cooler if she had been like traveling the speed of light somewhere. That and we get a relativity. Thank you. Nice that, little. That is what I was. Nice little bow hoping, put on. Yeah. Hoping for, but like she had just landed on the planet, and her daughter just landed. But they the, bring back um, Harry. But of course, they have to bring him back. Uh, that's his first name, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, the, the guy who predicts Richard, the future. Yeah, um, Jared Harris. I was going to call him Richard Harris. That's his dad. Yeah. No, that is his dad. Yeah. So uh, they bring him back. So there's clearly more jumps. Oh, yeah, yeah. Going books, from past. The, the, and yeah. the books nail that. I was more uh, intrigued by the falling. Like they have the statue like in Lost. Oh, the, yeah, that big hand. And, yeah. and, and so does that mean... Did that happen when the heavens elevator collapses? 
Well, I mean, it, it seems like from from the one minute preview, it, it, one minute and twenty seven seconds, <laughs> oh, twenty nine. But the trailer didn't let's, last that long. So let's dissect like, it second by second. No, yep, but um, I will fucking do it all day. I were I'm 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 kind of looking at it to go back to Frank Abair. <laughs> is that um, instead of what they've been doing with Dune, is like okay, like you know, let's move through this. Mm-hmm huge material like give you as much and, and as quickly as possible like there this they is let it breathe yeah this is taking the time pun intended to lay the foundation um but you know but so we had like the introduction to the universe in season yep. one yep. and so with this one it, it, what i'm Which is perceiving from outside of the books yeah but understood what I'm perceiving from this is you're going to see the beginning of a revolution and the first part or cracks in the downfall of Empire. That, thank you. Because they did mention the revolution. Yeah. So, and they will do, they will bounce back and forth between, because Harry what predicted right. through mathematics Medical, or whatever, yeah. the, the downfall. Sabermetrics, if you will. Stat cast. <sighs> And oh, and chat it. GPT. It's <laughs> like AI. You just feed me this computer. Just type in what you want. Um. So that that's what it'll I be I need beginning. you to get to the end of devs for the for uh, all that. Thing. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. And just heads up, you will be getting lots of devs moving forward. Just just telling you. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. I was like a year after the fact. Now you're two years. I, I wasn't prepared for Nick Offerman um, <laughs> being Nick Offerman in that movie, a TV show. Uh-huh. But so, yeah. And, so. and it's an ongoing, right? Like, it's not. No, it's just the one of them. It, it is? Yeah. Of course it is, because it's fucking Alex Garland. Yeah. And he just is like, I'm going to put a bow right here, and you're gonna. it's going to fuck with you for he, 17 years. He apparently knows, like, the type of people we are, and he's like, yeah, they're not going to want this to, yeah. No, no, I'm just going to stop it. We don't need the third season with a monkey in it. Nope. We, um, we just need men giving birth to other men. Out of their buttholes. Out of their buttholes. <laughs> so, Silo, um, I have oh. a question. First, can we, can we just all take a step back, all right, and appreciate the, uh, <laughs> the wonder of Rebecca Ferguson? Please, please. Is she, is she British? No, no, no. Swedish. Oh, okay. And Scottish. That's interesting. And now that I've watched this particular episode, the last one, three times, you can tell when she raises her voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When she yells, that's it, when the accent. The, the, the or Scottish, whatever. <laughs> the Scottish comes in. Um, she's fucking killing it. So what, what do we say? We've currently silo. Right, so, so you did finish episode two, right? Because you were halfway through episode two last week. Of Silo? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm, I'm caught up. Okay, okay. I'm completely caught up. All right. I just want to make sure I'm not. So what no, we no. didn't what we didn't get to was, I think, where we left off last week, was you had just gotten up to where her and David Oyello, the sheriff, yep. hook up in, the, in a work fashion. I, I was going to say, they don't hook up like no. the mayor and... <laughs> And our boy. And the deputy. Will Patton. Oh, that man. He's killing it, too. 
he and he's about to fucking take it over the fucking. He almost edge. made me cry like twice in the last episode. Um, you like, mean like just him shaking? You mean like Drax made me cry at the end of? <laughs> we'll Guardians? get to that. Okay, <laughs> that was the second time I cried in that movie. Um, yes, he is killing it. So yeah. we get to that. We get to him asking his way out. Well, wait, wait, wait. Before we get into the story, I guess like the main thing that we're saying here is it didn't. If you look at it on paper, it's this seemingly like slapped together cast yeah. of like very good actors, but you don't know how they're going to relate nope. to one another. Nope. It's, I mean, like same as like Rashida Jones from the first episode, like, oh, her in a dramatic role. Right. But she did really well. And they, David O'Yellows is great in everything he does. Yeah, and, everything he touches, he's he's fine, and he's clearly going to be part of it yeah. moving forward. And I don't know, I I gotta do some research on who the mayor is. I, I don't know. We common. He's getting be, it. better with every every everyone, role he takes. Everyone knows Andy Dufresne, oh, yeah. aka Jacob, yeah. who has a ladder. <laughs> um. Our, uh, Wasn't he also in the Bob Searsucker, Roberts, the Remember? Searsucker pro- Proxy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hudsucker Proxy. Yeah. When I say Searsucker, Searsucker. you know why? Because I see old people in Searsucker co- uh, costumes, suits downtown. It's, I live in New Orleans, yeah. so whatever. Um, yeah, we're all living in a Tom Wolfe novel. <laughs> we are. Um, he's perfect. I can't yeah. wait to meet the judge. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say where it's like, yeah. Um, Tim Robbins is really good at that soft, crazy. Uh, what was that movie Arlington Road he was in with Jeff Bridges? Remember where he's like so, the domestic terrorist? Do you ever Arlington see that one? Arlington Road. I know. I, you I know, know what, what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking. And about. like, he was crazy, but he never raised his voice or no, anything no, like that. Those like are the he's scariest just like soft. Yeah. The scariest people. He's there. really good at that. Like, and he's just like, do you want to? Okay, I'm gonna walk yeah. away now. Oh, like he's almost like Dave the you know Dave the computer like or not <sighs> Dave the computer or Hal like. I, I know oh, what you meant. I'm sorry, Dave. I can't do that, yeah. Dave. I now have you to kill better. you. You know better than that. <laughs> you know better than to ask me that. Um, yes, I love the casting, and you just you nailed it. Like it seemed all over the fucking place. Yeah. And now, after three episodes, four is Friday. It is... Everything's coming into focus. A little bit. <laughs> well, well, I just met the core characters that they've introduced. Yeah. Right? But, like, then, but then in the third episode, like the, the engineering foreman, yo. that dude killed, like small role, fucking nailed her it. Her shadow? Yeah. God, what do they call her? Um... Well, she she's the foreman shadow, and that kid is the shadow shadow or whatever. Okay, it is. That, yeah. that's I, I didn't understand. Like the they're whole... training and training and training. Okay, like, yeah. it, it was like Rebecca Ferguson is. But she's different because she chose to be down there. Everybody else is like born into it, that, it, and we find that out because uh, Sir Mormont, <laughs> yeah, uh, sands the. Uh, Skull scaled people. What were they called? I forget. It doesn't matter. Um, Grayscale. Yeah, there was uh, too much in that show. Um, yeah. So Sir Mo- Mormont, the doctor, Ian who, Glenn, who or Ian Glenn, however, who you delivers want to babies. Yeah. 
And you know what? They they did a fantastic fucking job of, well, why don't you hang out with your daughter anymore? And he's like, oh, we're basically paraphrasing, too long, didn't read. I work six days a week. I don't have four days to walk down, yeah. s- you know, 70 flights of stairs. Apparently to to he's her. the only, like, maternity doctor. Ever. In the silo. <laughs> 10,000 plus people that they put yeah. in the dark. Name me, name me a doctor that has one day off. A maternity doctor yeah, at that. You never have any. That motherfucker has zero days off. Zero. Zero. Zero days off. And, and this is what I love, too, is that you have the technology to run this silo, but you can't put a fucking elevator. And you can't build a computer outside of the Blade Runner 1979 yeah. oh. screens. Yeah. You know, with like MS DOS and like the printers have the fucking things on the side that you rip off and yeah. make a fucking accordion <laughs> with. <laughs> you mean yeah. party decorations? Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> right. So there was a lot going on. Um, so, real quickly, be, before we get to the turbine or to the okay. generator. Yep. When I was watching the third episode, what I was thinking the whole time was, oh, they're filling, like, this is Fallout before the Lone Wanderer leaves. Before the Wanderer goes, I'm out. Yeah. Yes. Which is what we still don't know, which is what I said in episode one. Are they really dead? Or is that just what Silo wants you to know? But the flip side of that is even the mayor doesn't know. So did you, I'm assuming you notice, so when they, before they get to the repair, when they switch over to reserve power, the video screen did that flicker. Yep. And what what I loved, and this goes to the storytelling and the directing of, of these shows, is normally it would be like it would flicker and you don't see anything, but you saw like those four or five just random people that were like, Huh? Wait a minute. Exactly. Like now, doubt and, and like, and you kind of, and then I start thinking, like, is that the plan? Like, you do these little things to show these flickers to the majority populace that's right. going to make them go, we all want out. And then what's the silo? And then you know, as we're finding out, what's the middle section going to do? What's the upper section going right, to do? Right, because if, you have the what do they call it? The if the, the proletariat. <laughs> Thank you. Of course, Thanks. you're going to bring it to the fucking hysteronics. Um, so what? what is real? Clearly the mayor and the deputy and the sheriff, nobody knows. Well, the show is established that nobody knows, but we as the audience right. know something's rotten in Denmark. <laughs> so is it judicial, common, working for the judge who... After we talk, totally oh, it's, fucking poison. It's going to be like Elysium. It's whoever's above them. Elysium. Couldn't fucking call that movie. Uh, underrated movie. Go watch it. A Neil Blomkamp movie. Yeah. You know who else is in that? Is a... Uh, Matt Damon. <laughs> who, who is this friend who plays the... Uh, I, I can't ever pronounce that dude's name thank you yeah. you know who i was talking it's about. like right, I, I, the guy so who the plays like uh, anglicized version it was like jared copco or something yeah, like that yeah yes okay we, you know he plays escobar right yeah. 
That guy? Yeah. Yeah. He, he was also in Shining Things. Yeah. That um, guy. Oh, no, no. That, oh, uh, that Sh- was him. Shining Things or Shining Girls? Shining Girls. Oh, no. That was... Um, or the Shine... Whatever they called it. You're that talking wasn't about the, the villain? No, 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 no. The good... The, uh, the, the uh, journalist. Oh, you're right. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right. He played... Yes. That I was, guy fucking kills it. I was thinking of somebody else. So, but like... I'll... I'll try do and it. do this enough for you to comment on it. But so the the fixing of the turbine, that that's one of the best well-written scenes. I like I'm watching it in my classroom and Logically, I can barely sit down. Yep. Like they created tension so well in that. My only complaint is when she sprayed the water, she would clearly have been burned to death yeah. from the heat. But also, everything else Guardians is spoiler alert. Dark. Yeah. Like I feel but it, I feel bad for raccoons. It's well overall standing back and looking at James Gunn's contribution to the MCU. It's a logical progression. No, me. it makes perfect sense. And all of it. Instead of it going the opposite way, like say for Captain America, where you are, even Thor, where you start dark and then you work lighter. Mm-mm. He started light and then even uh, volume two was a little darker. Volume two was more... Well, particularly with ego. Like that yeah, whole thing was it, like, it was a little like, ugh. Like murdering his own children. The, d- the daughter was cringe. Yeah, so cringe. Yeah, but the third one, like they go into the depths of human or of uh, or the depravity of yeah. uh, what it means to be. I'm not going to say God. I'm not going to use that term. Well, no, I mean it's but it's. Well, so I, I I forget what I was reading, but they were, I don't know if they had a direct quote from James Gunn or something like that, but like um, uh, the island of Doctor Moreau is one of his favorite stories. Oh, I didn't even think about yeah. that. Yes. Well, and this is also I'm not like talking like Val Kilmer. No, like Dr. like Moreau. the actual story Correct. itself. And but there's also like shades of Mangala and stuff like that. Like he. Of that whole thing of like we're you know we're trying to he's trying to I mean it's here, here we go you ready for this it's it's almost I like mean, what devs does with AI or ex oh, machina yeah I'll go there and, <laughs> and I'm going with uh, fuck oh no they got a they got a fucking double play eat dicks um, <laughs> yes like the god complex I guess is the word I'm looking for. Right? Sure, yeah. Because that's ultimately what the high... I always want to say priestesses. Priest. 
but what did they call him? The High Evolutionary? Yeah. Who fucking killed it, by the way. That actor? Well, so did you notice James Gunn tapped in to his Peacemaker cast? Oh my God! <laughs> did you not see that? <laughs> no! Yeah. Oh, and I knew, I knew that, so that guy. guy. Yeah. Oh, and one and and the girl who kept being on the uh, like microphone, yes. that was uh, Harcourt. The uh, yeah, the, the bu- <sighs> and the um and the and the purple girl, that was uh, Rat Catcher Two from. Oh, Suicide. I saw the yeah, meme. Yep. Yeah, and there were also, God, there were several. The voice actors, right, for yeah. instance, yeah. were in other. And, of course, he's been working with Linda Carnellini. Oh. Yeah. God, I love her. But yeah. he's been working with her since Scooby-Doo's. Exactly. <laughs> and, she, and she's in... Two... Yeah, she's now two Marvel characters. Exactly. Yeah. Which there are only a handful of. How's that work in canon? I don't understand. <laughs> well... How can you be an otter and Hawkeye's wife? I don't get that. Well, it's the <laughs> same way that you can be Cable... And Thanos, Thanos yeah. at the same time. I'm just, just saying. Well, that's also Josh. I mean, Josh Brolin was a goonie, so. Josh Brolin could do whatever the <laughs> fuck he wants to do. Straight He was up. an old country for no men. So. He was. He was also in the remake of Old Boy. That's right. A uh, Spike Lee joint filmed in New Orleans, which the remake, meh. Nah. OG, oh, prepare thyself. Yeah, that's like the... What's that? What's that Aronofsky film I'm trying to think of? Uh, it's like the Korean Requiem for a Dream. Thank you. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> you went Requiem. I love it. Um. So yeah, it started out like that. Like Star Lord was just a drunk mess. Yeah. Which makes perfect sense. Absolutely. Perfect fucking sense. Oh, uh, and they they drove it home with. Actually, I think as weird as it sounds, I like Zoe Saldana better in this one as like an asshole Gamora. I miss asshole Gamora actually. I, I, I did. That, yeah. And the flip side of that is I enjoyed Nebula yeah. more this way. Especially knowing like after all these years that like who Nebula is in real life and you're going huh? <laughs> How the fuck did you get cast as Nebula? <laughs> the fuck? fuck is going on yeah but making her a little more human at her arc her her story arc from beginning to i'm assuming this is the end i know so it says star lord yeah. returns but her her arc was fucking brilliant which is, is but but i mean it, i'm as somebody who is active in therapy isn't she kind of like the poster child for that? You've been deconstructed enough that you can then reconstruct yourself into a good person? Exactly. <laughs> but from external right. uh, variables. Right. That's the yes. only difference, yeah. Correct. But it, it it's still an evolution, right? Is she still evolving with all of these external variables? Right, but like every stage she has to deconstruct herself even more. It's not... Whether it's Quite physical or mental or exactly. emotional. And, yeah. and they they lean into that because yeah. the way she keeps getting fucked up and she puts herself back together. And every time she does that, she gets a little more, I'm not going to say lean's good or bad, but 
she learns a little more about herself. I was going to say, like, they had it in the, when War, Adam Warlock shows up and she gets broken and it takes her a minute to put herself back together. But then when they're in that fight corridor scene, she gets her head knocked off of right. her neck and she's still shooting and fighting and then just pops it back in. Like, so she's, yeah, she's the most adaptable next to Rocket. She is the most fluid <laughs> yeah. of characters. Pun intended. Yeah, pun intended. Pun, pun, I had to think about it first. Pun intended. So, Rocket's the same way. Drax, I, I, I guess the, the thing that I take away from this is if it was the last, which it, it seems to be for oh, a lot yeah, of yeah. these characters, yeah. that James Gunn was able to put a bow, a satisfying bow, on a handful of them. Well, and I get it. Like, um, like as Dave Bautista has been saying... Yep, he's done. A, to keep yourself in physical condition. A, and B, the makeup is, you know, like, I can't keep doing... Now, he's always said, like, whether it's James Gunn or Dennis Villeneuve, like, if they say... Hey, I want you to be in this movie. He he will do it for free, because exactly. Which again, they make him look amazing. He is, <laughs> and he f- understands that, and I love that about. He him. is the fucking man. Yeah, uh, and I, I and I'm same just with throw this out, Karen Gilliam. Like I understand, like having or there was something I read a factoid about it where while they were filming, she's going through couples therapy, <sighs> and she had to show up at a therapy session in full, in full nebula makeup, yes. like. That's got. I mean, that's got to be a strain on any relationship that you have in your life, friends or significant anything. Yeah. <laughs> James Gunn again leans into that. He knows what's up. Dave Batista. I'm gonna say it. Okay. Full body of work. Uh, I'm good. John Cena, Batista, The Rock. Like mm-hmm. those are the three. Oh yeah. I'm going to put The Rock at number three. Okay, I love him. Number three, Batista is above Cena just a little bit, oh, because of overall. Well, I mean, you know what resume? You know what I would agree with because of that is the uh, opening scene in Blade Runner. Facts is that so Cena went from action and he's he's now I mean he's now established himself as a comedic actor. Batista did action, established himself as a comedic actor, and he's now doing dramatic. Dude, he did. The Rock has kind of moved in between, but The Rock kind of seems like he understands his groove. Exactly. Or his moneymaker, where it's like, again, that that comment that Batista made, if Dennis Villeneuve calls me, I'm there and I will do it for free. Being so- like... He wants to expand his range he did no matter where M. it takes Night him. He did a Dang Dong movie. <laughs> That's right. Okay? As a fucking, like... Uh, the softest, most intimidating person. Vulnerable in yeah. bad guy. Okay? Right. And then he plays a robot. Just, we'll boil it down to... The, just trying to live out his life. Farming, just doing, farming, doing his thing. Yeah. Okay. And but then, then understands why Ryan Gosling's at his door. Exactly. Yeah. He, he knows. And then he's he's done Psychopath. He, yeah. he is the fucking nephew of the Baron in Dune. Yes. Nephew, right? And 
and then turns around and plays Drax. Which, yes, is the quote-unquote dumb guy, but... But, as you were going back to what you were saying, like putting a bow on it, that... And I'm assuming that when you say, like, when it made you cry... And it was. It was a very beautiful moment in that everything that you've seen Drax go through, it was like, what you're best at being is a dad. Facts. Is caring for little ones. And it was like, god damn it. (laughs) And and, and also being vulnerable that he, uh, he, he's a little codependent. Oh, yeah. You think? A little. <laughs> so they all figure out that, okay, you, you're a dad. But at the same time, you still need your wife or the guardians or Mantis to... Well, and that's... I also love that in that they didn't play into either where they were seemingly heading between him and Mantis. Right. In that, oh, like, they're going to end up... No, it's like they... They they went a great route with that and, and realizing like I mean I figured he was gonna I'd, and probably if they do like a flash in and he's no longer gonna be in like full barrel chest like like he was in most of the movie he was wearing a vest yes but like I'd love it if they just you know in one of the movies cut back to nowhere and he's like a kindergarten teacher <laughs> sweater vest. <laughs> Like still tracks, but sweater and, vest and the glasses and, and from his, Blade Runner. Exact spectacles. Yeah, and and he's doing like a alphabet song or something like yep. that. Like he has like popsicle sticks, <laughs> uh, Muppets. Yeah, and he's he's teaching younglings. That's what I'm gonna call them. Um, right, how or, to count yeah. or do the alphabet. Sure. Um, or the yeah the jib jab kids. <laughs> And the, the, you know, my favorite part is when he's talking to him, and Nebula goes, "It would have been nice if you could have told us that you understood what they were saying." <laughs> Deadpan as ever, you didn't ask. Well, but there's also a connective part from that to the very, very end with yes. Groot, and that it's that. Well, so. And that's the thing is, spoiler alert, yeah, at the very right. end, you actually hear Vin Diesel actually say words other than I am Groot. And the or, whole... Or we. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and yeah, the whole perspective is that, oh, we've been with Groot long enough. We now understand what he's, what he means by I and, am Groot. And they lead up to that with evil Gamora More, going, yeah. like just out of the blue going... Oh, I understand yeah. you now. And then you second guess, like, does anybody really understand him? Or are yeah. they just... And then you get it. Right. But so how, like, language and feeling and understanding go hand it's in hand. It's all the same. Yeah. Right. It's spoken word, body language, emotional language. Like, yes. Yeah. It's... I guess what we're trying to say here is that the Guardians are a... It's, it's a family series it is about loving and understanding and yeah i'm not i'm not gonna yeah i'm not good at that okay so uh, i think we've hit on everybody but well real quickly we gotta talk about cosmo (sighs) having a where which is i i 
I do. I, I get bad. it. It's you're it's, a bad dog. It's Cosmo in the comics, but I always the 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 whole movie. I'm thinking of Laika, which was the dog that the Soviets sent into space. Yes, of course you are, because that's Cosmo. That's yeah, Cosmos. Um, and so that's why it's a female voice. That's why, and like that whole, like first off, I just find any non-powerful being with a Russian accent hysterical. Like, Especially when it's like... He said, I'm a bad dog. And it's... I think it was a female doing the voice. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Because yeah, it, it's it's Laika. Laika was a female dog. Or, yeah. Well, and Cosmo was... But when they finally revealed that, that Cosmo could just... Has telekinesis. Yeah. He's mag- uh, not mag- he's Professor X. Yeah. As a dog. as a dog. <laughs> like a dog. Oh. They should have given her like a little Professor X chair. <laughs> or at least a dog. Um what what's the cerebro? <laughs> but he did. I, I think the thing Yeah, that's what the collar is. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, okay, we, we don't have much time left here. Three minutes. So, Rocket. I love that. I love that. I love that they did a Rocket. Because we've gotten enough of Peter. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with Peter. And and we've gotten Gamora. And we've gotten Nebula. And Drax. And we already is, knew Drax, yeah. Right. Drax has a, a fairly simple backstory. But getting Rocket. It and, hit me in all the feels. <laughs> All the feels. That's what your daughter would say, yeah. All <laughs> the feels. It hit me. And, uh... I'm sorry, I, it's like the... The the portrayal of his friends. And, that, and the naming scene was so sweet and... <laughs> but you see, like, how he learns how to talk the way that he talks. Right. Like, you everything. S- like, you, you understand... That I, I don't I don't even know how to put it into words because but you finally get the full picture right of a why Rocket is the way that he is a why he does what salty. he does yes and where these odd odd things come from like that his ability to put machines together is innate it was not taught no that's just who he is. And maybe one of the most satisfying things when they peel off the high, uh, what do we call them? The high. Um, uh, sorry, I just said it. Evolutionary. Thank you. When they peel off his face and you actually see the damage he did when he was. And I knew it was coming, but we just all figured it was, you know, other. But. Well, and. and oh, boy. I'm just saying, I grew up in Tennessee where the raccoon is the state animal, and you see a lot of them, and you see a lot of them up close. Yeah, when, if they're hitting your face, they're not punching it. They're no, slashed. They They've got claws. They are... Uh, but then he had dangerous. his own deconstruction, reconstruction moment in that... the Like that whole... Th- and, it, and you don't... Real, or you realize that, like as he's saying it throughout this one and that he doesn't acknowledge that he's a raccoon and then after seeing the cage collecting the pups and then he gets the gun and then dying yeah because he did which made and me then cry he finally understands his his full essence yeah, no, he, he, of being 
he uh yeah, he went through therapy and he knows what <laughs> he knows who he is. Yeah. Or he's starting to learn who he is. Nobody ever truly And he's finally the captain. If you need a change in your condiments, go to thegdsauce.com and change the way you think about how you eat. From their signature goddamn sauce to their ghost pepper sauce, they have everything you need. So stop using the same old boring condiments and boss up. Episode, um, I don't want to say awkward, but it, uh, it, it, I'll say this. This season seems to be, and, and it's still Ted Lasso, but they seem to be leaning into a lot of, not political, but current Times, sure. Yeah. Issues. They're making, yeah, they're making statements. I mean, thank, thank you. That's way more eloquent. Let's just not beat around the bush on that. But, um, and, and I'm okay with that. But, and, and I know people are bitching about this season and how it's kind of the Ted Lasso as a whole is not droning on, but falling back on tropes well I'm sorry no 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 that was can I pause you uh, there? that was a dot 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 so and I started the most recent episode but what has been dawning on me is so like the first season it was literally Ted is the central aspect of it mm-hmm. and everybody else's flavor for him including Rebecca and so on and so forth and then second season they expanded out a little bit you got Rebecca you got Ted you get a little more about Coach Beard you get but Roy. a lot of that was because of feedback from season one sure right? yeah yep. so you have to adjust but so now like let's just rattle off the list from season three so you got of course you have Ted you got Coach Beard you got yep. Roy you got Rebecca you got Keeley you got now Sam you got Rupert um, Rupert, yes, you um, got uh, Nate. Thank you, you have. Um, I already say Sam. You said Sam. Um, the twat who's now being better. Um, the the star striker. Um, Jamie Tot. Thank you, Jamie. Poopy. And, and then now we've added in McAdoo, Colin, Cumberbatch. No, Colin is a the, big deal. Yeah. We'll get to him in and a second. Get, there's the uh, there's the uh, um, Dutch dude. There's, What's the French guy's name? Um, oh fuck you! Yep, yeah, I did it again. I do it a lot. I'm like no, it's I'm like it's Britney Spears. I had it and then I just lost it. Exactly. Richard. Yes, it's not my best one, but it will do. There's also the French Canadian Van Dam, formerly the Giro. Um, Good job, Giro. It's Van Dam. And then, you know, and then every now and then they, you know, they, they plop in a few other, at least to add comments or whatever. And you're going, like, right. where are you going? And then there's also, there's the, there's the strange Dutchman on the boat that, you know, gave Rebecca the night of a her name. life. Yeah. Yep. Um, um, there's Sam's wait. cook uh, at his restaurant. His sister. Is that his sister? One of his sisters? No, that's his, that's, that's his, the chef that works with him. Okay. Yeah. 
um, his dad. You've got Ted's wife, Ted's son. son yeah. Um, so you've expanded the cast exponentially, <coughs> and you're adding on storyline after storyline. Right. So yeah, you're you're going to fall into tropes, but that's where, um, not with this episode that we're talking about. No, with the this, upcoming this episode, episode. This episode was pretty yeah. straightforward with its theme and what it was doing. It with the upcoming episode, though, I think they're starting to streamline things. Well, they have to back in. Uh, we've talked about it every season since it started. There is yeah. always the... And, and first season was... First season was super tight. It is what it is, right? Second season, they expanded on it. They added a couple of episodes. Yeah. I think probably some of the best episodes there are, they added. But, Definitely Beard's Night Out, yes. But I, I don't want to say that they're... Oh, the Christmas episode was really good too. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. The two, the two added yeah. ones um, that they're catering to the the network, as it were, um, because a lot of shows like this do. Like, we want more. It's a ratings, but this season seems to be they're not. They know A to B, right? And so they're trying to fill X number of episodes and some of them are cohesive and fit the narrative and some of them don't i love them all this episode seemed a little bit no i mean so yeah we're we're talking about like a concept of i'm trying to think of something similar but like when like a great tv show I'm not saying jumps the shark. I'm no, just no, no, no. Like, yeah, just just has like a missed episode. Too. Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, probably when looking back on it, when like um, Cheers had uh, had Sam and Diane get together, and you're going like, and then all the, of a sudden, the Paolo yeah. and what's her face episode of yeah. Lost. Like, yeah. there's always that episode. Right, and uh, I mean, you can go like, back. Friends had it several fucking Yeah, that was times. like, you know, nearly every season of Friends. Yep. But um, <laughs> I'm never going to defend that show. Um, but you watched it. I watched parts of it. No, I, you did. You, you've seen every fucking I have episode. not, actually. I have not. I have. Um, I'm sorry for you. Um, what <laughs> That explains a lot and why you're... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That that was a low shot. I'm sorry. It, it doesn't matter. I, um, I, I, it's, it's fine. It's, you, you, you can blame it on Chandler Bing. Um, I, uh, I have kids and I'm married. So, you know. <laughs> I've also watched the Gilmore Girls start to finish. Yes, I, I, I would assume so. <laughs> I didn't want to say that, but yes, I could assume. Uh-huh. Hey, guess what? My brothers had to do that too, so. Um, at least it's not One Tree Hill. Yeah. Okay, go on. Or the OC. <gasps> no, see, I've I've watched that Thank front you. to back multiple now, times. N- now we will carry on. Um, oh, the Yankees lost. Yeah, I will avoid defending the OC. There, nope, and I will avoid defending everything else except. What? Now hang on. I I watched the OC voluntarily. I was not forced to watch it. Um, I, I'm, I'm 
not going to agree. Yeah, okay, okay. I'm not going Wait, to that's confirm a, nor deny. That's an off mic conversation. <laughs> confirm nor deny. Ooh, I got questions. I so, I'm now taking notes. Um, I'm not going to confirm. So nor anyway, deny. Um, but and we are not saying that this show Ted Lasso was treading into those waters. No, no, no. We're no. Just saying tropes. But see, so to to come back on that. What I liked about this episode was they brought it back to small side story, focus Facts. on the main story. Exactly. And um, we I didn't get a lot of Keeley. I'd have to go back and look at the tape on it, but I think we called this. Um, and that it was not going to play out the way. Exactly. No, no, no. We, that, I think we've said it the last two weeks with McAdoo being angry, like, but kind of not. And for. Damn it! Why can't I remember his? But name? not for the normal reasons, like um, like he's not anth- he's not homophobic. Uh, Colin, thank you. God damn it! It's my cousin's name. So, yeah. right, we all thought Colin was going to get outed, McAdoo, and the rest of the crew. And it was going to be a big, 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 big my thing. My favorite thing with this entire episode was. They built it up by back and forth between McAdoo and uh, Roy, Roy, yeah. and Colin and the team, but they never showed Colin telling the team, right? It was no, no, he back did, and forth, but he didn't on camera. No, he did. So remember, they were but, uh, no, so. No. It was after it was after McAdoo storms out Correct. of the locker room. I remember that. And, and they all start conversation. Well, yeah. So and it's it's juxtaposed with the Roy Roy McAdoo conversation. Exactly. In the in the locker room and Cumberbatch. Yes. Starts to and we'll and we'll talk about him at the very end, but Cumberbatch says, "Oh, is McAdoo." Like taking that stance because somebody called him the F word, right? The really bad F word, right? Uh, because he's gay, and then fuck you, Toronto. Colin lets it go for a minute, and then he, Colin steps and up then, right, then into the moment, up. yeah. And he says, "No, he's not gay. I'm gay." And then that's what starts. I, I don't, that's and what's, I've watched the episode three times. I guess that's I what starts the Denver Bronco conversation. You know why I don't remember it? Because of the Denver Broncos conversation. <laughs> Which, that's even not notable other than after he finishes and Colin goes, are you equating being gay with being a Denver Broncos? And he goes, <laughs> no, and I'm sorry for that. Yeah. But, uh, well, no, but there's also a point in his in his diatribe that he... Re- and he says he was in cheese country, so I'm assuming he's a Packers fan. Uh, Wisconsin-ish, yeah. yes. Either that or he was in Holland. Well, he's from like or Oklahoma. The, the Netherlands, maybe. So he was in Oklahoma. He coached in Kansas so or, or whatever. But apparently he's a Green Bay Packers fan. But he was like, when he's talking about his buddy, and he's like, he had to spend two years watching that trash team win two Super Bowls. It was like this extra dig on Denver Broncos fans. Are you so? Where does that come from? Are you equating being a Broncos fan to being gay? And then he immediately comes and goes, "No." And I apologize for that. That was, and he goes, "He says I fumbled that one." 
But then they immediately followed up with, I had to wash those douchebags win the Super Bowl twice. Yeah. yeah. Like, but, um, so even when they lean into, I've said that a thousand times, you should just make that lean into this episode. Um, but yes, even when they do that, that, we talk about all the time about Ted Lasso's writers are going this way and then flip the script and go this way. Well, so, and, and there were and there were two aspects to it, and that there was how the team handled it, which yeah. is very Ted Lasso. Which and uh, <laughs> what's just what Jamie Tart goes? I'm flattered. <laughs> Perfect. That, that might be the my favorite line this season. Uh, yeah, favorite spoken line. But the, there was a favorite scene of mine in that. But we'll get to that in a minute. Okay. But like we said in that, yeah, boys. Got another series win. Congratulations. So did Lee. But fuck Toronto. Um, but so, like we said, is that obviously they're not going to handle it in the stereotypical way. No, 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 in no. That no, no. The if, if, and entire the, locker room come, the, come gets on. behind and supports Colin. And, and I mean, even including like Beard being like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So like there, I and mean, then Ted. Even the backward speech. people from Kansas are on board with it. So the the Ted gives his speech about, oh man, we don't care, but we don't care by staying away. Yeah, no, it's like no, uh, yeah. Or it doesn't matter. We care, but, but we care about you and who you are. Right, and and, and they were just he was just like, oh, I mean, I was that guy who was like, oh, I don't care, but. And the and the the game outcome is actually one that you actually, if you know anybody or you know of those any story of that, like when somebody's finally not able to have to have that pressure, right? And that they and the now man of the match, yeah. Now you have well, and even to what what I liked about it was, he didn't come out. He wasn't the goal scorer. No, he assisted in the two goals that brought him back. And, and that was a was, very good subtle way yes. of like yeah like he's he's released from the pressure and he's now not all he of a sudden the star the of the team nope, yeah nope nope he he just control okay that is probably what it boils down to now that I think about it is control yeah Colin finally got control of his narrative. and it translated to the pitch well and right? what was that the previous episode where with um, uh, from the previous season, yes, with, um, uh, Sharon, and being like, you know, I'm a what would he always say? Like, I'm a good and responsible. Oh, fuck. I, I don't almost know. like a Stuart Smiley thing. Like, I'm right. good enough. I'm smart enough. Doggone it, people like me. You know, and th- and that's what Colin finally figured out. Like yeah. through the episode, and then. And they didn't even show the pitch. They just showed the play or any nothing. The end on, of it, yeah, with him screaming, right like, at the very satisfaction, yeah. But it was that he finally cool. got over that hump. Yep. And now I can do my thing on the pitch. They're winning the Premier League. Well, and then, and then they crystallize it with the final sequence. Yes. Where uh, McAdoo, I'm going to say Roy McAdoo, but it's not Roy McAdoo. Hey, welcome to my world. Yeah. 
But McAdoo shows up at Colin's house, and we finally find out the reason why he's been standoffish. And it's not because he's homophobic. It's because he thought they were good friends and that he didn't trust them enough to share with and then and then there was that beautiful sequence of even before even Colin acknowledges that McAdoo's like, okay, keep a secret for shit. <laughs> yes. But Okay. And but it, it's such so, a sweet so, and heartfelt like but, the guy who plays McAdoo did such a good job. But it with also that. puts a period, exclamation point on yeah. several different threads. Because you're thinking Colin's like, oh my God, he hates me. Yeah. Right? I'm gay. Everybody think that's what you think. And you also think that McAdoo's like, oh my God, he's angry. This guy's gay. He's on his team. Yeah. Right? And then it, all the other things, Colin's a shit football player. He's yeah, not. No, he helped All win. that stuff over two seasons. Right. Yeah. Mac- McAdoo's just angry all he wants is the team to focus 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 but he's he, and he's it the comes ultimate down bro to, i didn't think you trusted me no bruv i got this like yeah. it was beautiful it was beautiful it was so back to what we yes beautiful they took the tropes which is what seems to be a, a theme on our show and they flipped it on our fucking heads. But that's what they've always been doing. Exactly. You said it six minutes ago about like, okay, this is where we're headed. This is what everybody thinks we're going to do. No. It's almost like what Juventus does when they sign a new player. If it's like, oh, we're winning the Champions League. And then they shit the bed. Uh, Ted Lasso's writers do it the other way. Well, and, you know, in a sense, they're also projecting out of like well of course they're like why like why did teams care about this it's like why wouldn't you want your player to be playing to his top potential and not having to worry about this shit but even it's it's the uh even in the locker room heavier the shoulders yeah yes even in the locker room thanks to the dutch man he's like well you know 10 percent of the population is gay so, and, and everybody's like, so who else? And that's it? and that's what brings in the Jamie move. And they all look at Jamie. He's like, the 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 look on his face, like I I love Jamie Tart. I, yeah, I we, shit we, on him. I love. Yeah, he fucking no, kills it. He when the look on his face, like they are doing Darth Vader better than Star Wars did. Facts. And but my favorite scene I'm, of I'm, that whole episode. Is when McAdoo storms out, throws the Captain Band down on Sam's hands, and Jamie looks at him, and is like, and it's literally like, oh, shouldn't I have that? And Sam's like, well, maybe you should. And then we say, okay, give it to me. And Sam gives. And Sam gives him the, the the middle finger. But then, but then when they're in the huddle, and guess, guess he who? asks for the chant, Jamie helps Sam out with the chant. Of course. And you know why? Because he's awesome now. Because Jamie understands. He's no longer a douche. Nope. Um, all the other things, what the Zava thing was like, what are you fucking idiots talking about? It's Zava. Is it? Well, maybe, his maybe he, needed, he needed a mirror. He, that's what Zava was. Zava was the mirror of like, this is who you think you are. <sighs> 
Today's pod was sponsored by The Goddamn Sauce. Place your orders at thegdsauce.com. Pulpery is a privately produced podcast by Brock Ryder and Ben Grimion. Web design and photography by Beck Ryder. Original music by the Heisenberg Compensators. <laughs>